This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe Pork Chop Express Edition. I'm here <laughs> trying to get you guys through this episode, but one thing you need to do Hold is listen, just stop, listen stop, to me. Sounds like, no. He sounds like Randy macho Savage man instead of Randy. John Wayne. <laughs> no, really? Because it's funny. It's yes, like, you did. I, I never can do a good macho man, so like I'm glad I actually That's did. No, per- that was, that was so macho man Me trying to be a young Kurt Russell is actually macho man. Yeah, nah, you would, yeah, that's nah. the secret. All right, if I can't. Yeah. Russell's doing yeah. John Wayne and you're doing Macho Man. Yeah, <laughs> so. This is the Pork Chop Express. This is the Pork <laughs> Chop Express, brother. No, no, I'm all cold. What am I doing? I don't you know. Both did very well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny part is I wasn't trying, so I'm going to re-edit this and be like, listen to this um, you know, impression of Macho Man, then I'm going to cut out all the part where you guys tell me that that's Macho Man. <laughs> Just so people think I had a really good... good. Like, fuck, did really they actually good. get him back from the dead for this shit? You did. <laughs> you did. I use Chinese black magic. In <laughs> <laughs> sorcery. In oh, sorcery. Nice. And nice. I snapped into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Which there was a box of Slim Jims behind him in this movie for some reason. Oh God, was there really? Holy shit! Yeah, uh, I just I couldn't focus on anything but that when I was watching it today. I watched it twice uh, in two days, though. Oh wow, um, that might be a I hint. I think you have to. I think you have to. It might be a hint, Doug. What? I watched it twice in two days. Okay, I'm not following. I'm a little too tipsy. What did I say is my number one? Thing I look for in a movie, a plot. Well, yeah, <laughs> story, story. But you it's like fun. You like fun. What do I, I always say? That. I say my ratings are based on whether I will give this time of my day when there are other things that require time. Oh, of my day. okay, all right. So if I gave it two viewings, brother, no, that's very true. That makes been, me very happy. That warms my cockles. I must have been a little say. into it, as they say. It this might have been the right kind of absurdity for me. <laughs> yes, all right, I scored. Nice. Uh, so, uh, right. gentlemen, what's new with you guys? Well, you know what? I want you guys to start because you had some fun this week. Oh, so, yeah. So, unzipped Eric's pants. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to say this as Macho Man. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, I'll start and then let Eric tag on when he comes to the point. So, I, was, I spent all week this week in Orlando. And every time I go to Orlando, Eric's like, why didn't you hit me up, brother? Like, well, yeah, fucking hit me up. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to hit you up ahead of time. I had about two, maybe three weeks in advance <laughs> and told him I was coming. So, uh, I did my, 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 my Disney parks. I did my One Day Universal. And Oh, let me explain to you. It was hot as fuck this week. Like, hot as fuck. This is like the hottest I, week on fucking record in Florida. <laughs> I can't get my head around. Like, I don't... It, I've joked about the fact that, you know, I, I've been to Vegas when it's 115 degrees or 112 degrees, whatever it is, but it's different. I cannot get my head around what like a hundred degrees and 90% humidity. I, I can't, I, I don't want, I think my brain is blocking that because I don't want to know what that's like. I don't know how you guys do it. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the, I looked at the weather. It said feels like 116 no, that's insane. That's I'm like seventy percent humidity. With that, you, with Literally, that like my favorite place in all of Universal was the was the train station because it was just <laughs> blasting air conditioning out of it. I'm like there you go. I'm like Eric, Eric. Oh wait, spoiler. I I met up with Eric Universal. Yeah. I was like yeah. Eric, Eric. I was like the Lost Coast is cool. You know this is cool, but let's stand right here in this <clears> entrance <throat> of this train station for like five minutes and just let the AC blow all over us. Best blowjob you ever get. No. <laughs> You're not um, lying. 
Nice. But yes, so me and Eric got to get together and uh, made a little movie magic in, you know, Universal. Uh, we saw the greatest thing in the world next to that air conditioner from the train station, of course. And that was <laughs> on our way down to find out Velocicoaster was going to be way too long of a line and we didn't really want to wait in it. We saw multitudes of the greatest botanicus specimen on earth, the banyan tree. Excellent. That is fantastic. I'm glad you shared that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a picture of it and everything. I know. You I guys, saw the picture. That's fucking great. You may Eric think even had this his is, mouth open. Well, I had to play along, man. <laughs> you, the thing is, you may think this is a bit like his fascination with this tree. He stopped me like he pushed me. <laughs> he, he was he was so in shock and awe. His eyes were so wide. It was like a kid on Christmas morning. I was like, what, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? And he pointed to this tree, and I was like, oh, my God. So where? Where? Right on the in the Jurassic Park section. It's full of fucking banyan oh, trees. I, and wait a minute. We didn't, you didn't notice it when we were there? I don't know why, because the star of the movie Jurassic Park is the banyan tree. Exactly. How I fucking didn't put two and two together. But in Florida, that climate's a little too far north for them to grow, so I would, they never would have thought they would have been there. Oh, but okay. there they were. There was so also, that's a natural, real banyan tree there. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure they planted them there, but no, I no, I understand. But yes, that. It, it is not planted, made of but it's concrete. An actual, it's not a fucking built banyan tree. No, there's a bunch of them. Like there was a bunch of oh, them, and there was cool. umbrella trees, which I explained to Eric. You can break the sticks off and use them as swords to fight each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like it was like having uh, Joey Mazant at the theme parks, except exclusively about plants. <laughs> trees. It was awesome. Yeah. And then Eric That's came up so with the great. idea that I need to start a podcast all about trees. Mm-hmm. And what should we call it? What do we decide? Uh, Botanicus. Botanicus. Yeah, that is so great. Because almost as important as the banyan trees, there's a couple more things to start. We're going to talk about still, but Eric rode his, you know, his ride. Least that's like favorite fucking. The ride. thing that scared him. He faced his fears. Mm-hmm. He rode you the extraterrestrial ride. Et. Did yes. you overcome them, or are you more traumatized? It's always bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> goodbye, Eric. <laughs> But it's it's just unnerving. Like even the line is un. Everything about it is just un- oh, unsettling. He was scared of everything in the line, including this one alien that we assume looked like Doug's dick. <laughs> assume that looks like Doug's dick. Wow. You are home. <laughs> Holy fuck. That was the My dick deepest. Is magnificent. It's yeah. Glorious. What are you talking about? His dick don't look like Botanicus. Botanicus. This thing comes out of a rock. <laughs> He rises up out of and it's like yeah. fucking E.T.'s grandpa or something. <laughs> it's like E.T.'s grandpa. Ugh. Oh, God. See, the oh, last yeah. time I rode that ride, it was 1991, so it was actually, like, fresh and taken uh, care of. Yeah. I, I really, can only imagine what it's like now. I'm really pissed yeah. off they didn't sell Coors Light in that ride. <laughs> Would have made it better. It seemed like there were a bunch of discarded Coors Lights cans, like in the <laughs> fake city below us. Yeah, and it was, and they were they were drank by ET himself. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. There was glowing alien piss all over the walls. Wow, uh, it's bad. It's real bad. We uh we also had some T Rex uh Island IPA, which was mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, some good lunch. Oh, you go? great lunch. I'll let Eric tell about about lunch. Uh well. Lunch, we went to this place. It is a fusion hamburger slash sushi restaurant. I know that wow. sounds strange. No, no, it doesn't. That sounds beautiful. It's amazing. But you can do sushi, you can do burgers, or you can do a new kind of food that I discovered yesterday <laughs> called burgushi, which is a hybrid burger sushi. Is this outside the park? Yeah, well, it's in the city walk. It's called the cowfish. Okay. Oh, all right. No, no, no. What's it called? The cowfish. The cowfish. The cowfish. I was fucking blown sushi. away. Cowfish. You know. Cowfish. No, yeah. exactly. That is fantastic. Um, so, so what it is is it looks like sushi, but it tastes like other foods. <laughs> oh, I'm off. Eric got I the double cheeseburger one, so it literally tastes double like you're eating like one of a really good double cheeseburgers, but it looked like a sushi roll. Looked like sushi. And I got one oh, called into the, the high class hillbilly, which was pulled basically pulled pork and coleslaw, like basically a southern pulled pork meal with like onion rings or potatoes strands piled high. Oh, but it looks like sushi. But it tastes right, like barbecue. Stop talking because I'm getting a food chubby. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. It gets even better, Eric. Tell them uh-huh. about the uh, buffaloes and bacon. Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. drink we had, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we were looking at the drink list, and 
Joe was a beautiful host. He's like, get anything I, you know, just on me, exactly. right? So, fucking look at, looking at the cocktails, and he recommended this drink. Um, what was it like, Trace uh, Buffalo Trace Buffalo Trace bourbon mm-hmm. with candied bacon and oh. honey and a- honey. Like oh. it was, a, it was a friggin' meal. Oh, and, and bitters like cherry bitters. Yeah, cherry. I mean, it's. Uh, it's fucking delicious. And the trick was you aim the bacon to your lip and then you drink the drink through the bacon so it flavors it. Dude. And then when you're done, yeah. you eat the bacon. Oh, dude. It's incredible. Yeah. It was magic. That's like, that's like the Bloody Marys in Vegas. Like, they they, they all try to outdo each other. When Next you time Bloody you come. Bloody Mary with bacon and buffalo wings stuck on it and all sorts <laughs> yeah. of shit. Like Next time that, you come, though, we'll take you to two. We'll all right, all please, together. We'll please do it. Okay. Oh, we got it. The three. The other rule yeah. I like from there is called the uh, prime time, and it's yeah. it's like a sushi roll stuffed with lobster, and then on top of the on top of the sushi roll, they thin slice rare filet mignon and shave portobello mushrooms, and then drizzle it in truffle sauce. All right, I'm fucking looking up flights right now. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's so go. good. I'm on my way, boys. Let's go already. I'm on my Let's way. Holy go. shit! It's delicious. Yeah. Right, um, yeah. The only other things that I wanted to talk about briefly, uh, I fucking think I have a new favorite episode of Star Trek because <laughs> the Lower Decks crossover episode. Shush, because that's not available to us regular folks. Yes, the Paramount Plus. They I'm released Paramount Plus. That episode's not. Yes, they released it early this week. They released it last night. No fucking way! Because I looked today and it wasn't available. at seven p.m. last night. They released that episode. All right. Okay. No, I'll watch it um, then. I'm excited about it. It's it's. I won't say anything about the episode except for it's one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever. That's got a dude. That's got a nine point five out of ten on IMDb. It's it's amazing. It's wow. incredible. And like the whole okay. episode basically reminded me just of Doug fanboying over season three of Picard. Because <laughs> could you, have you watched Very Lower true. Decks at all? I I tried, but again, it's the animation it's so thing for good. me, dude. I know it is. I know, but I, so it's the, just the characters on that show, um, uh, Boimler and the girl Tawny Newsom yeah, plays her, uh, Mariner Beckett. Um, so Boimler gets sucked into a portal and goes back to the Enterprise, but he comes from two D animation to a three D like real person. And it's actually oh, him. Shit. It's actually him who plays the voice. Who's a uh, Fucking no, Jack him. Wade. Yeah, Jack Wade. So yeah. he's like there with the purple hair. He looks just like the cartoon character, but him in real life. And Holy shit. And like, obviously the Enterprise takes place hundreds of years in the past yes. from where they are. So yeah. he's just fanboying. You're Pike. Like this is the Enterprise. <laughs> like fucking fanboying over everything. Right, and then I'm he meets Spock, and it's, it's just amazing. I'll be watching it at lunchtime tomorrow. Oh, it's That's so cool. it's so good. It's like my favorite episode ever because I just I, I the comedy in it, and it's also directed by Jonathan Frakes. Oh, all right. That has everything then. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. like it was just like a great, fantastic cool. episode. I'm looking forward to it. And then today, yeah. all day, I've spent watching the documentary about American Gladiators, which is pretty interesting. No, oh, nice. Really? Yeah. That's got to be pretty cool, man. I it's used, on I, Netflix. I, it's called Muscles and Mayhem. And I watched like, that when it was like new. The, uh, the the documentary series goes like in all the behind the scenes of like what happened and what it was really like, and basically the entire it's. The entire like from the concept of the show to the end of the show. Oh, cool! Yeah. And they got all, check the, that out. all of the gladiators are there except for one dude, and they interview them all like currently, like and they tell behind the scenes stories and stuff. I mean, I'm sure they handed out steroids like candy. <laughs> that, that's actually one of the whole episodes is about the steroids part. There you go. <laughs> and the it's one guy, uh, he was like the main guy, Nitro. Nitro. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Asian guy, like the Asian American guy. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. he like tells the story about how he went to Mexico to like get illegal steroids and came back across the border and got caught. Oh no. Yeah. It, it's oh, it's pretty crazy. Don't do that. Yeah. No, it's a, no, it's a really no. interesting show though. And then you see like the how it changed over the years. <laughs> like season one was terrible. Like they were like in, injured yes. left and right. It was like concrete floors in this gymnasium. Yeah. Because they just, they just let them loose and they had know? no like it was, idea. It was like rollable. Yeah. And then like, you know, it goes on like in each season it gets more and more produced. Yeah. It's a pretty cool, cool, pretty cool. Like, hey, guess what? Because of the writer strike and the actor strike, that's all we're going to get on TV now is more yeah. American gladiators. Bring it back. <laughs> I honestly want to watch American us. gladiators now. The Bachelor and American Gladiators. That's what we're getting. <laughs> I used to really love that show as a kid. God, like Bachelor? Yeah, The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. I always wondered who was going to pick Jessica L or Jessica K or Jessica O or Jessica R. <laughs> I know, yes. Lots of Jessicas. <laughs> oh, now it's on. Um, what's the new name? It's 
It's either Haley is one of the ones he's always got like multiple names of. Yes. Or there's one. Are we do in oh, Hannah. Right it's always Hannah. And it's not hey. Hannah. It's Hannah on these it's shows. It's Hannah. Because Hannah's the way you say it if you don't have any brain you just Listen, <laughs> you just put a, Joe, you just put a tear in my eye for pronouncing my daughter's name correctly. Well, because, you know, I <laughs> No, I'm to. not kidding you because even my daughter has given up in a lot of circles and just when someone says, oh, your name's Hannah, she goes, yeah. Because <laughs> she's fucking tired of correcting people. So you just made me proud, dude. Thank you. Uh, you're I, welcome. I mean, you don't understand. I'm not joking. That meant a lot to me. Aww. Like, and, no, I'm not kidding. It meant a lot to me. And it would mean a lot to her. I'll share that with her. And you missed the second part of what I was saying, which was because people who pronounce it Hannah have a lack of brain cells. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. My daughters thought that as well. <laughs> so uh, I was saying that right as you were thanking me. So like I cut I'm off. So I wonder if you thank me, but I was I was still complimenting at this point. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. I, I I do have a bad habit of talking over people. It's okay. I why don't you that. talk over that me? Now. I do that at work. That's the worst part. Why don't do you talk over me and tell me what you did this week? What did I do this week? So anyway, you guys shared time, and that's a beautiful thing. I'm just going to talk about me, like what I did. And it's sad because this this T-shirt, I want my MTV T-shirt. The only reason I'm wearing this is I ordered a Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park oh. logo T-shirt from Amazon, and they fucking sent me this. That's, that's not <laughs> but the I decided, same at all. I decided to keep it and not return it because it's a cool shirt. The funny thing is that the label inside the shirt says Jurassic Park. <laughs> so I understand why I got fucked up. It was labeled Jurassic Park in their, in their skew. Um, but the reason I'm bringing it up is this shirt is a large. This is the first not extra large shirt I've worn since 1983. Hell yeah. Oh, that's every awesome. time I get on the scale, I expect to weigh more and I weigh less. I'm, I'm 169 pounds. Oh, less yeah. than 107. I'm five pounds away, four pounds away from the weight. I was when I met my wife, the very first time we went our blind date. Oh, that's cool, man. That's and awesome. It's kind of frightening because I'm not even trying anymore. I'm just doing what I do, and it's coming off. And again, I mean, for for a two month away from sixty year old guy, it's cool, you know. Like I'm in the best shape of my life at sixty years old, you know. And it and it, I I'm toot my own horn. I understand that it's the way it sounds, but I'm fucking proud of myself, you know. I'm proud of myself where I am mentally, emotionally, and physically. Like it's shocking. You know, my doctors are happy with me. I'm happy with me. And it's just helped me be in a good place. And that's all I have to say. That's my what's new this week. Hell yeah. I, fucking hey, dude. I'm I'm proud of you, not just for what you're doing physically, but for saying that you're proud of yourself. So yep. I'm doubly proud of Thank you. Thank you. Because that's I, fucking cool. You don't know what that means to me. Because again, uh, given my mental state for most of my life, that's a big thing for me to say. Like to to, yeah. to just own it. You know, like I, I and I'm being I, I may be sharing too much information, but, you know, I mean, I, I have a therapist. I'm talking to my therapist, but that's the conversations I've had lately. Like we're down to every other week because I'm having I'm good. I'm in a good place. And like the fact that it's now a habit for me to say that as opposed to going as opposed to minimizing me. Yeah, that was yeah. my biggest problem. Even at my best, I would minimize myself at my worst. I would think I was the biggest piece of shit on two feet. And it's again too much information, but no, it's, it's true. I, that was my thing. I my my fucking lack of self confidence and bordering on and even dipping into self loathing was so intense that it fucked my whole life up. But I'm I, that's behind me now. Hell yeah, you know. And like I just I just want to tell people that don't wait until you're my age to do this. Like if you need to speak to somebody, speak to somebody. Because it's the best thing ever. It's so freeing, and and I, I'm getting emotional, dude. You sorry. know what he sounds like? No, no, it's... I, I love. This. I love this. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like a born again Christian, <laughs> a born again Doug Christian. Yes, I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says that. Joe. Born again Doug Christ. Space that is in. the best. But you're right. I am. In that sense, I am born again. Let, let me I'll let me tell you about that. self love. Exactly. I love it though. Like I'm not like shitting on. I really no, no, fucking no, appreciate Joe, it, no, no. dude. I know that, and that's why I love it. I embrace that. But I just want to again. God, what do we got? Five listeners, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We have. I want to talk to these people and say, just you know, just like go for it. 
Yeah. You know, like speak to someone. Just get sit down and speak to someone because you get it off your chest and you get to a better place. And that's it's the most freeing thing that I've ever experienced in my life. I'm gonna stop now because I could go on and we could not do the movie and I could talk about this. So, Eric, did you have any other I kind of stole the entire what's new? Did you have any other new stuff? Yeah, but I was gonna say that's like the past 60 or so seconds is probably the only good thing we've ever done on the show. Like, <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Me too. I love it. Let's cut the clip. I thought um, you were going to admit that you blew Joe. Like, I thought well, that was like, we were finally going to have a moment. Um, I blew uh, Joe. but That's know. not a secret. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I took him to Cowfish Potley. <laughs> uh, what's new? I spent the week in New Jersey. Um, Ew, I'm sorry. So I was in, no, get out of here. I love uh, New Jersey, man. So close, but so far. Where in Jersey? Uh, so I started the trip off close to Newark. I flew into Newark and I was in Linden. Dude, and then be I there drove Friday. I'm going to be in fucking Newark Friday watching a soccer match. God damn it, man. So close. Damn it. And then I My went down to 20 uh, minutes from there. No. Yeah, I try. Gone. You know, uh, next time, man. I, you know, I know sometimes no, no. it we'll, don't work out. It'll work out and it'll be yeah. the best time ever. But I, I went down to Lake Apacon, um, which is where I used to work, where my wife is from. And we oh, lived in wow. Hackettstown, which is like 15 minutes away. So I went to like all of my old kind of spots. Like I got lunch at my favorite sandwich shop. And, you know, I saw our first apartment there. And, oh, and it was cool. It was a lot of memory lane stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, I flew back Friday immediately abandoned my family to go hang out with joe <laughs> I, I like realize it's halfway through the day too i'm sitting there i'm like putting them two and three I'm like whoa did you just really just like say all right peace <laughs> hey how you doing in the back bye-bye bye-bye yeah. and originally way- like our sons are mostly over but like mine just didn't feel like going out that day because you know 115 yeah, weather every day kid. yeah smart fucking this is kid. my sixth day straight doing this so i'm like oh Dude. And then my kid, you know, he's eight. I was like, hey, it's it's going to be just me and my friend Joe. Do you still want to go? And he was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Another know. smart kid. Yeah. Nice. Good. So, yeah, we hung out. Um, you know, it was a lot of fun. We did, uh, we saw like the Jason Bourne stunt show. Like we saw all this cool shit. Oh, cool. Um, he treated me to a beautiful lunch, like we said. He gave me a bunch of uh, guitar parts for a, uh, an oh, Ibanez. Oh, you got the stuff? You got the oh, yeah. stuff. And, and I think I've been working on it for six years. He put together in about less than a day. I know Eric's prolific with that shit. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> the next day, I was like, eh, I think I'm done. <laughs> oh, you left it that root beer color? That's a good I color. did. I started to say, no, it I love it because there was like um, a lot yeah. of uh, yeah, but so it's what? a little relicy. Um, but yeah, it looks like a penny, dude. It looks like it oh, kind of looks like I the Statue it. of Liberty. Yeah, <laughs> I can love it. It's like a yeah, copper like, rust color. It came ah, out that's cool. cool. Yeah, it plays really nice. I've never had an Ibanez before, so this you know, yeah. had fun with it. And uh, that's about it for me. Nice. Uh, this movie, man. This <laughs> movie. We got into some big trouble. Look, we saw some banyans. <laughs> and while I am going to say this, Doug, please mm-hmm. understand there is all the truth in the world to the statement, and I mean it. Yep. While this is not the superior Big Trouble movie, <laughs> okay, it's pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. I can't it. say it's close, close, but it's close enough that I watched it twice in two days and probably will watch it again. Fucking love it. I love it, dude. I just want you to know, I had, I actually have it. I'm not going to show you really quick, but on my timesheet, right, my drop sheet. I have all sorts of stats as to why this is better than, than Big Trouble, <laughs> but I'm not even going to bring it up now because you said that. Look, I, I mean, I, I like my heart, a lot, but this. Big Trouble is still one of my favorite movies of all no, time. I, no, yeah. and, and that part I can totally connect with. I get yeah. it, but I love that you dig, you dug oh, this movie. I just, I fucking laughed so hard right? at this movie. <laughs> and like, I, now we've talked before, what have I admitted is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Admitted. What is your favorite? Mm. Well, repeatedly admitted. Or repeatedly said. What have I repeatedly said is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Well, you like time. Love and Thunder. You're a Love and Thunder. Yeah. No, 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 no. Come no? Think no? relevancy here. <laughs> I mean, we okay, all shut that down real quick. You're like, no, no, shut, shut the fuck up. No, not that. Don't tell anybody that. Come on. I literally just got done talking about it on our last episode when I was so excited at the end of that episode for the next one coming up. <clears throat> Shang Chi. 
I fucking love Kung Fu. Like, how can I not like this? <laughs> oh, and this is an this is an homage to that. Like, this isn't just like a ripoff or a derivative. This is an homage to that. So, oh, that's yeah, great. This... I'm sorry, I'm getting another beer, folks. I am. Um, and too I really love uh, what the fuck is my uh, my brain just went numb. Uh, God, the the guy, the guy, James Hong, um, who plays oh, fucking James Logan. Hon- yeah, I no, love no. him in everything. Like, I absolutely dude, fucking love him in everything. Five, I just got done watching him in about a everything, bit, everywhere. Hundred credits. This dude's got five hundred credits. He's in everything, day. everywhere, all at once. He is yes, literally exactly. and figuratively. <laughs> everything ever. And I really like. Ever. I like his high pitched voice. He has like this, yes. this nasally voice that I just love. Dude, I follow him on Instagram because even his Instagram is cool. Because he's shit. just, he's like such a humble dude who just embraces it all. I just love Look, the reason he's so. like, I need to make sure his name was Hong and not Wong. <laughs> I, like, I know. It's like, I know. There's a lot of How many racism but... to kick in because of nah, one letter? <laughs> dude, I mean, I'm embracing all of this and I, I had a problem with this movie. I'm like, I'm so worried about mispronouncing Everyone's names. name is Kang, <laughs> Wong, Ping, Wong. I don't want to be an asshole. I, I'm like, you is know? your name Long, just, Long Dong? <laughs> You just do your best. I hope you pulled my favorite line from this movie, though. Which uh, is, okay, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I didn't pull a lot of clips. I only got 25 minutes worth of clips because there were a lot of good lines. About an hour and 35 minutes long, so there's not a lot going on here. Yeah. And even the, even my notes are short because there's a lot of action that I'm just going to quickly describe, you know, and I want people to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, if you're confused, we're talking about. The 1986 movie Big Trouble in Little China, which is always the question I get when I say the movie Big Trouble, you should watch. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) and I'm like, even when you search, even when you search Big Trouble, dude, the first thing that comes up is Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, look, I I I will tell people. I used to tell people, no, absolutely not, watch Big Trouble. Now I'll say, watch both. (laughs) Watch both, exactly. Back to back. Why not? (laughs) So this this joint is it's not only stars Kurt Russell. Uh, it's directed by John Carpenter. Yeah. I mean, Which what that more can you ask for as far as the director goes, right? This guy wrote The Thing, Halloween, Prince of Darkness, which we got to do on this fucking show. Prince of Darkness is one of the most underrated horror movies ever. You've seen it, right, Eric? Oh, I've seen it. Like multiple times. Prince of Darkness is an awesome movie, man. It is. It is <laughs> such horror schlock in its best form ever. But anyway, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., which are two movies that he did obviously with Kurt Russell, you yeah. know. Um, the reason I did this movie is because my last movie was The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai, which was directed by W. D. Richter, who re who basically rewrote this movie, right? It was written by Gary Goldman and David Weinstein. Um, the studio and Carpenter weren't happy with it. They brought in W. D. Richter to basically, you know, punch it up. And he changed the entire theme of it. Originally, it was going to be a Western back mm. in the Western days. What? And at the time, and it's funny, not even at the time, because they did that Aliens versus Cowboys versus Aliens movie. And even that flop, because it's kind of hard to to mix, to commingle the two genres. They they brought it to modern day. All right. Um, so I've got I've got quite a few facts here in the um, unless you're doing Wild Wild West. Then it kind that of movie is so, that's a that's such a dumb fun movie it's so fucking stupid <laughs> but, but it's really really racist no, no, no. I, oh no it's awful we i don't know if we can actually do it but um yeah it's bad but it's a dumb fun movie it's a movie i can watch you know yeah now, i know buck, i do buck, enjoy the movie bonsai. <laughs> yeah buckaroo bonsai and this movie occupy the same space no they my, do absolutely brain. but this yeah. is so much more nah, not for me because this is I so much one and i fucking love one yeah. So no, no, no. I get it, Joe. This and you know what the difference is? is? So- this movie, as stupid as it was, has a plot that fucking start to finish is it the fucking plot. plot of this movie. And I'm sorry, but the humor holds up, the action holds up. Yeah. Like it holds up as it's it's from 1986, folks. July I will say 2nd. one of the only things I didn't like is just Kurt Russell, <laughs> like how he delivers his lines. Well, but that's him. We, no, we'll get into that, and I understand that. It's just because um, it's him. <laughs> so like, yes. But I'm not so, holding that against the movie. It was released on July 2nd, 1986. And on July 3rd, 1986, my cousin and I went to see this in the theaters. Nice. Not expecting anything. 
it was our tradition at the time. We'd get together on the 4th of July weekend or the holiday and we'd go see a movie. Not on 4th of July, but around that time we'd go see a movie. And there was not much out because Alien was coming out in about two weeks and we were waiting for that one and this just came out. So we went and saw this and we left this, we left the theater like on such a high because it was, it was such a great movie. The only other time I felt that movie I expected nothing from was, and I can't remember, it was in the eighties called the quick and the dead. Mm. uh, A very young Leo DiCaprio, Sharon Stone, uh, Gene Hackman. It was an old Western. And we did the same thing. We expected nothing from it. And I'll eventually do that movie came out from that movie like absolutely fucking floating because it was so good. So um, when John Carpenter, he latched onto this movie, he he wanted to do this differently. And he wanted his best as a non-Asian person to represent the Asian community. So when you watch this movie, the cool thing is even now, it's a very positive representation of the Asian community. The Asians are actually the heroes in this movie. Yep. Like and 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 Kurt Russell's character is this bubbling American dummy, yeah. But in a cute way, in a the good way. The funny part is like, like it's, I feel like he just didn't need to be there. Other, <laughs> oh no no no, I like, agree. They could have done this with movie that. with anybody in that role, and You're it would have right. been just as good. And you know what? That points out the sadness of where we are as a society, especially back in '86. But even now, we needed the American grab. Because it yeah. wouldn't have flown the other way. At least today, we've got everything everywhere all at once, right? Yeah, well, that's, there's a bunch that's of an Asian movie. You know, it represents Asian Asian people and Asian Americans in a, in a, such a positive way, and they carry that movie. This was that version of it back then, but they still had to have that fucking American in it just to carry it because no one would have seen it otherwise. So that was his idea for this movie, right? Yeah, honestly, so, that, he's the person that took away from the movie to me. <laughs> right. Yep, and you're making the uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, argument here. We're like, you know, <laughs> Indiana Jones didn't have to fucking do any of the stuff he did because the Nazis were just going to get the Ark of the Covenant at the end and <laughs> yeah. open it and turn to skeletons. Right? Exactly. So. No, you're 100 right. You're absolutely right. Also, and, um, yeah. Why are they glorifying driving a truck in this movie so much? Like it's the greatest. Oh thing yeah. Ever. Well, because you know. It, especially in the 80s that was like a very american especially in the in the south that was a very american stereotype if you were an american like if you were american you drove a truck you drove a truck cross country and that's what you did you put a i'm not saying everybody that but that ass. represented america right and that and that's what he was looking for and you, you mentioned earlier about kurt, kurt russell's delivery and his character i get that he modeled the entire character on john wayne and if you think about that and listen to w- the way he delivered his lines, he did that the whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Was it the right choice? Maybe not. But that was his thing. He was like the John Wayne dude as the all-American, but he was the bumbling idiot in most of this movie. Um, so, again, I mentioned before, it's originally written as a Western. Um, the cool thing is, and this is like fate and kismet and everything you want to roll into one. Kurt Russell turned down the lead role as Connor McLeod in Highlander for this movie. And that was the smartest. That made both movies a hundred times better because he would have sucked as Connor McLeod. And anybody else would have sucked as him in this movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 You know? And another cool thing that I've I've read is that, and I, I think it back to it now, in 86, Kurt Russell was not a marketable actor. He had, he had gone through a series of flops. People weren't digging his shit. And like, I grew up with Kurt Russell. Like he was the Disney golden boy. Mm-hmm. He did all in the late sixties, early seventies. And I, when I go to the theater as a kid, he did all those Disney movies. Right. But he was not marketable now. So this was like a risk for him. He almost didn't want to do it because he was worried that he's already in the shitter, but Carpenter talked him into it. So it, it was good on both fronts. He would have sucked at Highlander and it would have continued that box office bomb. And Highlander is another movie I want to do eventually yeah. because it means a lot to me. It's, it's campy and goofy and stupid, but it was a, it was a life changer for me when I saw it anyway. So 
Um, all right, so we're, I'm going to stop now. We're going to dive right into the movie. <laughs> um, the opening is this is the longest clip I've got tonight. Um, we're going to open with it. So roll that clip, Joe. What I'd like to do today is get your version of what happened. Oh, you mean the truth? Of course. First, uh, just state your name and your occupation for the record. Oh, Egg Chen, bus driver. Bus driver, uh, what kind of bus and where, please? Oh, tour bus. Bus for tourists. San Francisco, Chinatown. Thank you. Now, oh, before we get to the meat of this thing, uh, do you at the present time have any knowledge of the whereabouts of a Mr. Jack Burton or his truck? Oh, God, will you leave him alone? Mr. Shen, please. You could be in a great deal of trouble. Half a city block explodes in a ball of green flame. Green flame! I mean, so all hell is breaking loose here. And there are people who say you're involved, that you might be responsible, that you're a very dangerous man. Now, if you're protecting Jack you Burton... You leave Jack Burton alone. And we are in his debt. He showed great courage. Okay. Okay. But if I'm going to be your attorney, there are a few things that I have to know that uh, still doesn't make any sense to me. Like, um, you really believe in magic? You mean Chinese black magic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you still serious about this? And uh, monsters and ghosts as well, I suppose. Oh, sure. And sorcery. And I suppose that uh, you expect me to believe in sorcery as well. Of course. Why? Because it's real. How can I know that, Mr. Shen? How? Yes, how? Uh, help me out here. Please. How? See? There was nothing. But that's how it always begins. Very small. and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, Honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. You just listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks you crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. everything but i do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe yeah yes Dude, all I can think about is imagine being another truck driver because he's talking to he's the like, CB Shut radio. The fuck up already. Like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Imagine if you're talking and you'll see a grip that you grab him by the fucking neck. Like, yo, somebody tell this guy to grab pull him over. by the fucking neck. No, that neck. would scare the fuck out of me. You're absolutely right. And here to date myself. And then you, you know, try I'm... to kiss him. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love dating myself. So not in 86 because I was already married, but in the late 70s, I was a CB dude. Oh, I shit. had a fucking CB radio in my house and all my best friends had CBs and we would talk every night. That's Whenever cool. we couldn't hang out in person, we would be on the CB radio. What was your call sign? The Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Scorpion. Oh, my the God. Scorpion. That was That's my amazing. call sign. Because he stings. Exactly. I met my first girlfriend on the fucking. Because his sting is worse than his pinch. <laughs> because we, yes, exactly. <laughs> we would uh, we would talk on the CB, but we would go to the roller rink every Friday night, and okay. it was all the CB people on the rate on the on the CB. So anyway, um, so yeah, so we meet Jack Burton, played by Kurt Russell. Again, I explained that he, you know his uh, his bankability was not very good at the time, but he decided to do this movie because Carpenter talked him into it. Um, one thing we're guaranteed to get from a John Carpenter movie is a killer soundtrack. Yes. He does yeah. the soundtracks. Um, his band, the Coupe de Vils, uh, did a lot of the songs or quite a few of the songs in this movie, including the closing song. Was the Carpenters the taken? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So like he's very into the music and he always delivers. So Eric, I got to take a step back. Have you seen the Carpenter version of the movie Vampires with James Woods? I don't think so. Okay. So there's a novel called Vampires, and it's a great novel. It's got a section in the middle that slows down like you want to fucking choke yourself <laughs> reading it, and you got to get through it. But it's a very cool modern take on vampires, and Carpenter did his version of that book, and it's a really underrated vampire movie. Maybe I'll bring it to the table one mm. night. Um, I mean, James Woods is a dick in real life, but he's great yeah, in this yeah. movie. Billy Baldwin's in it. Um, okay. And a lot of character actors recognize. I'm just asking because, again, the soundtrack was killer in it because, uh, you know, it's Carpenter, you know? So I'll put it on the list. And when I say the list, I actually mean I'll put it on the real list because I try to do a 31 Days of Halloween situation. Oh, you definitely have to add it for that. It's worth yeah. it because the movie is a lot more fast paced and, and better paced overall than the book. You know, I okay. dug the book, but the movie is is definitely well paced and it's a decent vampire movie. So, yes, add that to the movie. So. All right. So, you know, we meet Jack Burton. Um, he's sharing his stories, uh, his truck. He's driving a truck, which, you know, may not be obvious by the clip, but uh, it's called the Pork Chop Express. And he's sharing his wisdom with the other truck drivers. Um, we see Jack's truck pull into a Chinatown market. Uh, we see him sampling the local cuisine uh, while his truck is unloaded. There's some pigs in there. There's other stuff in there, things like that. So he's bringing it Chinatown in San Francisco. Uh, we next scene we then see Jack playing Pi Gao, not the poker, but the actual Pi Gao with the locals, including his good friend Wang Chi, played by Dennis Dunn. Um, originally they talked about uh, getting Jackie Chan for that, but Carpenter was concerned about his English. So he he sort of shied away from that, and he had seen Dennis Dunn in Year of the Dragon with uh, with uh, Mickey Rourke. Mm. Um, that was actually a decent movie too. It was Mickey Rourke's a detective, and he's investigating murders uh, in Chinatown and in Little Italy, and they're all connected. Uh, but he saw Dennis Dunn there, and he uh, he hired him for this role. Uh, they play through the entire night with Jack cleaning up. Like he's wiping the floor with everybody. Uh, his friend Wang is not a happy camper and forcefully, like it's very, he gets very in Jack's face um, that he's lost this money. And we'll find out in a minute why. 1,148. Um, I know. He knows the exact <laughs> yes. amount that Jack has won. Exactly. And he's pissed off at it. So he goes, his version of double or nothing, he calls it nothing or double. I know, I love that. Uh, he's got a nothing or double bet. Um, he goes, this knife cuts this bottle in half. <laughs> and Jackie, he, I know, right? He contemplates for a minute and he goes, okay, fine, but not that bottle, this bottle. He gives another bottle. But, you know, Wang isn't phased by that. So, like, Wang thinks he can fucking do this. Like, he's not even questioning. And, and, and it tells me he's done it before, you know? So uh, the bet in the end, though, does not go well for Wang. He uh, His swing sends the bottle flying towards Jack, who snatches it out of thin air, which is a great fucking scene. He just yeah. puts his hand up, and he catches it. I wonder how many tries that took. 
I know, right? Right? And um, oh, just a quick aside. There, I can't remember the name of the fucking Instagram. Oh, this is where the Slim Jim boxes are behind them. Yes, I know exactly. But there's an account on Instagram where these dudes do all these like crazy tricks where they bounce Dude, ping perfect. pong balls off for ten. I think so. But they show the cool thing about them is they show the hundred failed attempts in getting the one success. Oh, you know, that's like cool. they're honest yeah. about they're honest about their shit that like, no, I didn't do this in one attempt, yeah. you know, and all the crazy shit that goes on. But anyway, um, Jack's line, it's all in the reflexes. That's going to come back to us multiple times in this movie. And it's a very cool line. So, you know, Wang explains that he has to go to the airport to pick up the love of his life, Miao Yin. Um, and funny, Miao Yin translates into cat-like. Even <laughs> she, They're saying Miao, and it translates into cat-like, so it's pretty cool. It's played by Susie Pai, who just for us, you know, old degenerates, she's, she was a penthouse pet back in the 80s. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jack agrees to accompany him to protect his investment. All right. And he owes double or nothing. He's getting double or nothing on his money. It was $1,146. He wants to protect that investment. So he drives Wang to the airport. Um, so we're now at the airport. They're waiting for uh, Meow to arrive. And Jack spots who he learns to be uh, Gracie Law, played by Kim Cottrell. Um, another cool quick thing is that Kim Cottrell, she left a set of 430 every day to do a play. Uh, I guess it was in San Francisco because it was only paid. It was her, her, the only choices she had to make money while she was filming this movie. Cause she was also a young actor who didn't have a lot of, you know, didn't have any other income. Her choice was to do this play. It was a checkoff play or to go like, to the white tiger. Right. Exactly. <laughs> go to the white tiger or like wait tables. So she decided she told, she talked to carpenter carpenter said, fine, four 30 every day you go. Um, so she did the play every night to make her money. Um, he sees Gracie Law, who's a lawyer. You know, it's not a very imaginative name, but, you know, Gracie Law is a lawyer. Uh, he's immediately smitten. Um, his flirting attempt, like, falls completely flat. And at that point, they're interrupted by some street punks. Uh, they are, we'll learn the, uh, from the gang, the Lords of Death. Uh, they pushed their way th past them and through the crowd. They're just being assholes. Um, so Gracie spots Tara who she's there to pick up. Tara is a girl who's come from China and Gracie's there to protect her civil rights. She's going to talk about that later, but she's to protect her civil rights. Uh, but the Lords of death grab her first. So chaos starts to ensue. Uh, we quickly see meow and Wang spot meow? each other, but the crowd is making it difficult for them to uh, get to each other. Um, as the Lords grab Tara, Jack steps in. Uh, he confronts the lords, but he's immediately threatened with a knife and a stick. I forget. Um, and then he's knocked down. Yeah. Uh, the lords switch targets because they lose Tara. They switch targets and they grab Meow instead. Uh, they flee with Wang and Jack in pursuit. Um, <laughs> what's that? Glad you didn't say Jack and Wayne. <laughs> I know. I'm Jack trying and Wayne. To think, I'm trying to do Wang and Jack first, but. Um, because also, Wang, Doug, can you remind yeah. me? Is there anything special about Meow at all? Oh well, yeah, we're gonna get there. But yes, the thing that makes Meow very unique is she's got green eyes, green like jade, or as described, like a dragon's eyes, which is very, yeah. very, very uncommon in in China. Yeah, all the girls there have blue eyes. Exactly. So she <laughs> blue eyes. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had me. Um, so she is very, very unique and sought after. Okay. Um, so they run, the boys, our heroes are pursuing the, the, uh, Lords of death and, and meow and they get to the parking garage. They take off in a car, which Joe, is that a firebird or a, Trans -Am. Or, or a it is a Trans Am. I wasn't sure. That was a Trans Am. Very hot red Trans Am. I actually liked it. Like, yes, it was very nice because it wasn't that overstated fucking smoking the banded black. Also, with the big gun. it's really weird that they weren't driving like some kind of Japanese car. <laughs> I know. Like, I, know. I really American like, muscle, baby. Yeah, I was like, it like, kind of threw me off for a second. I was like, hmm, mm -hmm. okay. So they almost run the boys over. The boys dive out of the way, but they do escape with Meow. Um, we got another clip. Roll it. 
bitch must pay. All right, what's going on, Wang? Why'd they steal your girl? Hey, you tell me. How come it's not safe to walk in Central Park, huh? Or give a stranger a lift anymore? Because the world's full of crazy people, Jack. Hoodlums. An American girl back at the airport seemed to know something was up. Stay away from her, Jack. She's nuts, too. She's a lawyer. She's a what? Oh, come on! What the hell? They got this sort of clubhouse thing, you know, where they all hang out. Sharpen their knives, huh? I can't ask Where you is it? Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I fucking love it. I pulled that clip because son of a bitch must pay is just the best fucking That's good. The rest of it's great. Because Wang going off about why can't a person walk in Central Park alone and just going on about the problems yeah, yeah. of America from the Chinese guy is just the best. But son of a bitch must pay. The way he delivers it is John Wayne is the fucking best. Yeah. Okay. He even gets pissed in a little truck driver in a Puma truck. Cuts him yeah. off. It's, <laughs> so, it's just great. It's just a little shit that gets me. And the so. irony is like the guy in the Puma truck knew who he was. He's like, this is for never shutting the exactly. fuck up. Exactly. He's a poor job. <laughs> he cut you off because you won't shut the fuck up on yeah. the CB. <laughs> exactly. Is that where so, the term CB comes from? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. He CB'd him? Yeah, Citizens Band Radio. Like CB is oh, Citizens it, Band. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, all right. CB and his cock blocking. Like, oh, you're right. Call? See, no, I didn't get it, Joe. Apologize. Yeah, apologize. A lot of things your ass don't get. Like, no, that's true. And respect. <laughs> <laughs> that's from a movie we're gonna do called How High. I was gonna uh -huh. say, what's that from? How High. All right, cool. I'm gonna watch that next. There's that this, one next and surprise. There's this like while they're in the the dorm, this like nerdy like fat kid that lives here. Like, I yeah. just don't get you guys. And Red Man looks at him and goes, "There's a lot of things your ass don't get. Yeah, like pussy and respect." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is going to be a non sequitur that's going to just make me only laugh. But when I was a kid, right, we watched like Fat Albert was the show. Hey, 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 Fat Albert. And my favorite shit from that, and I used it like with my friends and they didn't get it, was, man, you NC. <laughs> and the friend goes, NC, what's that? NC, no class. <laughs> I remember that one. And like I would use that all the time. My friends wouldn't get it because they didn't watch Fred Albert, but whatever. Fuck them. I was like, me and my friends, <laughs> we just be like, Haha, like my to everybody. There you go. Like, exactly. No classes like, like my. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, I'd be like, yeah, yes. like my. And they'd exactly. be like, like your what? I'm like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I my love it. Bitch. That's what. I fucking love it. <laughs> so our heroes head into Chinatown to search for meow. Um, meow. Yeah, exactly. We're now on a tour bus operated by Egg Chen, my favorite character. He's so movie. great. I fucking love him. He's been Victor everything Wong. ever. ever no, too. exactly. Behind James Hong. Like, that's the thing about this movie is like every actor from from the main Chinese actors to even the stunt people that, that yeah. you recognize them all from like 100 movies. I guarantee you 90% of the stunt guys, right, from the good and the bad guys were in Lethal Weapon. I fucking guarantee you they were. I didn't oh, yeah. even look it up because they did everything because, you know, and this is what shows you the shitty part of Hollywood. That's all the work they could fucking get back then. Even now, that's all the work they can get half the time. They got to play the Chinese villain or the Chinese gang member because it's the, the work is just not out there for them. So this movie tried its best to represent that in a positive light. But anyway, uh, Egg Chen is driving a tour bus. He's sharing his knowledge of Chinatown with the passengers. And we get a quick scene where they almost collide. Jack's truck is coming one way. The tour bus is going the other way. He's got to go up in the curb. Yeah. Egg's got to go up in the curb to avoid. Now, Jack's one truck. of them has right of way. You know who it is? Uh, was it a one way street? Yeah. So it was Jack. Correct. Which is ironic yeah. since he's the fucking tour guide. <laughs> I know exactly. He shouldn't be going down that way. You're absolutely right. Because all the cars are facing towards All us. the cars are parked are facing up right. the road. Yeah. So Egg was just doing his shit. He didn't care. I love it. I yep. fucking love Egg. So 
Uh, Wang directs Jack down an alley, which like I love that scene where he jams on the brakes and fucking, fucking fish down the truck. I'm drifting a fucking semi truck. Right, he which, fucking drifts why a, a semi truck in this movie? Like truck it's, it's the like, least of our appropriate vehicle for this. Right, he fucking stops. It's so. Well, great. he started to go down that alley. I was like, is he gonna be able to make it through there? Yeah, like, I know. Jesus Christ! I, I felt like I was watching well, an episode of like Top Gear or the Grand Tour. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was the fucking test for that week. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing is. So, so Kurt Russell had to learn how to drive a semi for that movie, and he was scared shitless that he was going to either kill somebody or hit some fucking shit. And but he pulled it off. I mean, so anyway. was the whole point of the semi just to like, you know, make his character a douchebag? Like, what was I the? Think so. like, no, I think why could they use American, any other Joe, vehicle? I think you're right. No, but I think you're right. I think typical American, like the 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 the, the rock solid core of. of I don't want to say Southern in that sense, but like a fucking American, you know, like you drive a truck. That's what you do to make your money, you know, all American shit. And I think that's why he went that way. You know, uh, what carpenter so went that way. It's no, such it a weird, weird plot device. It, 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 it is weird. And I'm, I it's look 86 is so long ago I can't remember why it might have been more relevant than 86 I'm sorry look, guys. I mean, to me like it wouldn't be more sense if he's just riding a motorcycle <laughs> like no you're right you're you're right you're like, right the more but, motorcycle the, like born in the USA and it's like red white and blue think, with flags hanging off the back I think maybe because Jack Burton is an independent trucker he owns that cab and he hauls whatever it takes to make his money because he even so. references that later and so he is the American guy. He's eastbound like, and down. He's going to do what, whatever it takes to make that money, you know? Load it up and keep trucking. Yeah, exactly. So the alley that, that Wang directs him down to, they, 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 you know, make a couple of quick turns down the corner and they come upon a funeral possession. Procession. Not possession. Yeah, I mean, it's, maybe in this it's crazy. There's a fucking Hold on, funeral. In this and goddamn, Regan <laughs> from The Exorcist is coming out of the coffin, and it's all fucked up. I mean, like two uh, seconds later, fucking somebody does fucking Exorcist in this show. So that's why not? true. That's true. Low pan comes, but anyway, it's a funeral procession. So we're gonna play yet another clip. <laughs> What is it, a parade? A funeral. A fighting tong. They're Chang Sings. A fighting tong? Don't panic, Jack. They're okay. They're good guys. Maybe we should try a different alley. What do you say? Wang. These guys, these Singdings. Chang Sings. They got enemies? Wing Kong. Who wear red huh. turbans. Holy shit! These guys are animals, Jack. Yeah. So we come upon a scene of the funeral processions coming one way, and then Jack looks in a mirror and he sees the bad guys, the Wing Kong, coming the other way. Um, cool little, cool little bit of trivia is that originally they were dressed more like Carpenter did. Carpenter wanted to be ambiguous because he wanted us to see this fight through Jack's eyes because Jack doesn't know shit. Bullshit right? is this is California in the 80s. Couldn't they just put him in blue and red and call it a day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even in the 80s, you're right. That that made sense. The Bruds and the Crips. Exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, this, but it goes um, off the rails quickly. Like this, right? you know. Zero to sixty. Well, also, I, and this made me fucking laugh. I'm expecting epic kung fu fucking fight, and they all spot guns. Searching starts each other. out with a gunfight. <laughs> I know it starts out with a gunfight. It's so great. It's so great. But Carpenter lost the fight, and the good guys had to dress in more white, and then the black guys, the black guys. Oh my god, <laughs> the bad guys were black and red. Dogs a little drunk. They um, had red turbans. Yes, red turbans. And the funny thing was, like, only a third one, of them wore the turbans. Only one or two guys had the turban yeah, on. Yeah, like, two guys. You're right. You're absolutely right. Two guys had the turbans. Um, but, yeah, so Carpenter lost that that fight, and he had to a, a differentiate between the good and the bad guys. 
Um, so the battle begins with gunshots, as Joe mentioned. Like one of the bad guys, he's got a bandolier, you know, yeah. X shaped bandolier across it. That's the funny thing, though. Yep. He's got an X shaped bandolier, right? He's got two six shooters. He empties the six shooters and he kills a bunch of guys, but then he doesn't reload the six shooters. <laughs> he's fighting. He's fighting with Kung Fu after that. You know, it's, I was waiting for him to tell, of... tell, stick that gun down Sancho's throat and tell him, <laughs> hey, exactly what I really exactly. want to say. Oh, by the way, guys, I want us to greet each other like this every time. From yeah. Now. It's like, okay, anyway. I, I don't know, but you know one thing I have started doing recently, just for the yeah. fun of it? I start counting this. One, two, three. Oh, there you go. I'm doing like the, the, pinky, the, the German count. the pinky out. Like there from Inglorious Bastards. Nice, yes. There's like a German yeah. one that counted. One, yep. two, three. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what, uh, that's what uh, fucked them up. Yeah, it is. Know? Counted like an American. So, uh, yeah, the battle starts with gunshots, then hand-to-hand combat. Bodies are flying everywhere as Jack and Wang watch from the truck. Um, I love the line. Jack goes, what's happening? What's going on? And, and Wang just goes, Chinese standoff. <laughs> because they're staring at each other. You'll need to be very quiet. Start. It's so great. Because the self-deprecation in the camp is yep. so great in this movie. And again, it's jokes that they stand up. No. It's not like an 80s joke that I go, ah, yeah. well, like Buckaroo Banzai. You know, I, th- that was the big thing in Buckaroo Banzai. I talked about the fact I understood why 80s me loved that movie, but now it falls flat. This movie doesn't. It fucking, uh. it brings the jokes <laughs> it's good. even today, you know? This so, is like what I imagine like Mortal Kombat should have been as a movie. Exactly, right? Right? They should have some characters in this movie in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, they basically did, man. Yeah, Raiden's you know. about to come down. Yeah. I, that's true. It's very true. You know what? That's a perfect place. We are going to take our first break, folks. Oh. Hey there. Uh, it's me, your buddy Eric, and I am here to remind you about the monthly art show at Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida. Every month, there's a different theme, sometimes movie-related, sometimes not. We've had MCU, we've had Star Wars, we've had John Carpenter, and all of these amazing local artists will contribute to the show. The art will be hanging all month long, but the best part is that you have the ability to purchase any of that local art and bring it home. Uh, Again, check out Hourglass Brewing in Longwood, Florida, and tell them MOTCU sent you. 